Hello and welcome to the Strad Podcast. I'm Davina Shum, I'm a cellist and I'm the online editor at the Strad. This episode is brought to you in association with the InClassica International Music Festival 2021. I'm speaking with one of the soloists who appears throughout this festival, held in Dubai until the 26th of September, and that is none other than violinist Maxim Vengerov. Ahead of his performance on the 23rd of September with the Russian National Orchestra and Sergei Smbatyan, he had a chat with me during a taxi ride about the repertoire he'll be playing. Meditation by Massenet, Seascapes by Alexei Shaw and Sagan by Ravel. Here it is. So Maxim Vengerov, thank you so much for joining me today here on the Strad podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you. Very delighted to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much. So we're here to talk about your performance at the In Classica Music Festival in Dubai coming up on the 23rd of September. And you'll be performing a program with the Russian National Orchestra conducted by Sergei Simbatian, performing three violin works, Meditation by Massenet, Seascapes for Violin and Orchestra by Alexei Shaw and the wonderful Tsigan by Ravel. So I want to start by talking about the Tsigan because it's such a crowd-pleasing violin piece, you know, full of virtuosity and fireworks. Tell me about the first time you played this piece and what you love about it. Ravel Tsigan, uh, this is uh, indeed a very famous work that uh, is played by practically every violinist. Uh, that uh, plays solo or, you know, has studied at some point. For me, I've uh, studied it uh, when I was 13. And uh, publicly, I think I played it also when I was 13 or 14. This is amazing, you know, how to, to see the work evolving, first of all, in my mind. But I must say that, you know, each experience after I've, first of all, taught Tsigan many times, then subsequently played uh, his uh, chamber works, uh, uh, amazing uh, G major sonata. Uh, then, of course, uh, listening to and also conducting a few of his uh, uh, amazing symphonic works. For me, my Tsigan has always evolved my interpretation of it. And every time it is a discovery. The story of this uh, Tsigan, of course, is... Um, rather unorthodox, if I may say that, because uh, uh, Ravel heard uh, celebrity violinist uh, Jerry Daranya. She came from Romania, and he, uh, Ravel admired her playing, her charming, incredible, dazzling virtuosity, really struck uh, the composer, French composer, and uh, he decided to work on the Zigan, dedicating to her. After the concert, uh, Jelly was playing for Ravel some of the tricks that she could do, she could have done on the violin, and he was uh, really impressed. So there, there you go. This is the, this is the story. So when you know it's unavoidable to play this work and having in mind the great virtuoso. Of course, there is also in my mind also the greatest uh, musicians that played it. Uh, this work. Still, I have always my own attitude towards this piece, which changes every time, depending also on the orchestra, because, you know, you, you start the long cadenza and then the orchestra comes in and then uh, the counterpoint uh, quite 
changes the approach uh, of the violence. So yeah. it should be. I wanted to ask you, you know, what would you tell your 13-year-old self, your 13-year-old self who's playing Tsagan for the first time, what advice would you give that Maxim? Well, I would really be screaming at this point today if I heard someone playing like this as I played when I was 13, because I totally disobeyed the score, because it's so tempting, you know, to play it so free. Even the, the beginning of this piece, it's a, a cadenza, but it's not quite. It doesn't allow you to play as you want. It has structure, it has rhythm, it has a, a amount of poses, and uh, it's very well structured. And uh, every uh, nuance is, uh, that uh, Ravel wrote, one must really be attentive to the score. Yeah. And uh, so first, you know, I would uh, really would point out to the score if I listen to my own self being a 13 <laughs> or anyone <laughs> or anyone that would perform this. With Ravel, Ravel has really put down everything he wants the player to do in the score. Yes, absolutely. He was very meticulous, very meticulous with his writing. Even if, it, if he wanted a dot, there was a dot. If he wanted legato, there is, you know, two legato, it's not three. Not yeah. not four, but two, you know? <laughs> so For sure. I always feel like that because I'm a cellist, but whenever I'm oh. playing Ravel, I feel like it's almost like a sort of choreography that I have to Exactly, learn. exactly. And also, you know, if we go uh, a little bit away from this uh, spectacular work, Tsigan, and if we turn to the our famous uh, violin sonata, yes, the second movement is blues, the famous blues, mm. but it doesn't mean actually that you have to play it like blues. <laughs> you know, uh, Ravel used the blues motifs and the loose flavor to express uh, French composition, as he actually said in the conference in New York. This is another composition written by French composer. <laughs> so I wanted to move on to the other two pieces that you'll be performing in the concert, um, and that is The Seascapes for Violin and Orchestra by Alexei Shaw and Meditation by Massenet. And they're quite different from each other. Uh, the first is extremely descriptive, very programmatic, and it's a modern piece whereas the other is very well-known. <laughs> um, so tell me about how do you achieve the contrast between old and new? How do you win over an audience with a unique interpretation with both old pieces and new pieces? Well, let me first of all say about the Massenet was an opera Thais, and the meditation is really the, the central, the culmination of the whole opera, at least the emotional, the romantic culmination, the violin solo, to really meditate <laughs> so that, that says that says it all and uh, for me there is uh, so much coloring that one can and one should draw away for, uh, connecting to the strings and accompanied by harp which is a harmonical pillar to this piece now the alexis are sure uh, they're written in the f format of a small sort of concertino, concerto for violin and orchestra. They're quite uh, interesting pieces because each of them represent uh, one or uh, one uh, mood, one state of mind of a person. And uh, they're very picturesque. And they literally mean what the composer uh, writes, you know. This is a programmed music as well. And, uh, you know, you, you, you have to imagine what the composer wanted. Uh, this music is quite uh, simple, but it, it appeals to so many people. People really love this work. 
in its simplicity, it radiates sunshine and uh, it's really pleasing to the audiences. Sometimes I put the uh, Shores music uh, next to dramatic works like Tchaikovsky or Beethoven and it always works because it's, those are like, you know, the uh, hot and cold shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. It makes you appreciate one and, and then the other because they're so different. And I guess there's a lot to be said as well in keeping things simple. And finally, I've got one question left for you, seeing as we're talking about Dubai. Can you tell me when you're not performing in Dubai, what's one thing you like to do to relax or take time out? Well, Dubai is a fascinating city. It has developed uh, for 20 or 30 years uh, in the financial world. It has become a very important world for business. Now they're building an amazing uh, cultural infrastructure. And just to talk about uh, opera of Dubai, which has most exquisite uh, acoustic. I really enjoyed, you know, I've already been in Dubai twice, surprisingly, during our pandemic. Wow. <laughs> because a lot, a lot of places were closed. You know, all my Asian, South American, North American tours have been uh, cancelled. All travel has been suspended. But I went two times to Dubai, and this is the third time. This festival in Classica, they have planted an important seed into the culture of Dubai, bringing so many celebrities, so, so many great artists that are performing uh, these days there. In fact, I have already been, we, we played chamber music concert with Steven Isselis and Rustam Saitkulov playing the Tchaikovsky trio, and then now coming to play with Sergei Sambatyan and the National Philharmonic uh, National Orchestra of Russia. So I really do look forward to come to this uh, festival. And I think Dubai has a great potential, great future for classical music. And I'm very, very happy to be part of it. Yes. You're going to be enjoying the weather. You're going to be poolside, <laughs> hitting a few rounds of golf. <laughs> and of course, you know, needless to say that we'll be going to the beach <laughs> and <laughs> nice. en enjoying some nice, lovely places with friends, restaurants and so on. I'd love to actually go to the one of a few few, few exhibitions to, to see in Dubai. They are quite famous for, for that as well. For sure. Well, you've got to make the most of it. When travel is limited in this day and age, you know, make the most of yes. your destinations. Well, Maxime, thank you so much for joining me today on the Strad podcast and sharing with me your insights on your program that you'll be performing on the 23rd of September at the In Classica Music Festival in Dubai. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. That was Maxim Vengerov. As mentioned, he'll be playing that program on the 23rd of September at the In Classica International Music Festival in Dubai. Don't forget to check out thestrad.com for all the latest news and articles on all things to do with string playing. And if you like what you see, register and subscribe to access exclusive archival content from 2010 onward. Remember, we have 50% off an online subscription for students. Check the show notes for the link. Thanks for listening and tune in again soon for another episode. Bye.